Hello everybody, welcome back. We're about to begin Daf Yud Zayin of Daf Ashvo Yuvamis, and we're going to begin from Tezayin Amit Beis on the bottom, three, four lines from the bottom. Amra Yehuda, Amra Vasi, Oivik Chavim Shekidish B'zman Azeh. So an Oivik Chavim that went ahead and was Mikadosh lady. he did a proper Kedushan in front of two Edim, he gave her a Shava Pruta, he gave her a ring, and he said, Harayat Mokadosh Tazli. Toysna Kedushan, you have to be chayshish that the Kedushan worked l'chomra and you, she needs a get. Why? Shema Meseras Hashvatim, who maybe he is a Jew and he's from a descendant of one of the Seras Hashvatim. So the Gemara asks, Vaha called the parish may ruba parish. Why would we assume he comes from the Seras Hashvatim who are most decidedly the minority and instead assume he comes from one of the non-Jews who live in the area who are certainly the, the majority. So the Gemara, and the rule is that whenever if we have, we're faced with someone and we don't know what he is, we go with Raif, called the Parish. Whoever separates from the Raif is, is considered from the Raif. So the answer is, Beduchta Dekvi, we're talking about in an area where there is known, um, known descendants of the Saras Hashvatim. So they're Kavua there. And being that they're Kavua, so we have a rule of Kol Kavua Kamechsam Asadam, which means that at any time you have the problematic element in a suffix, whether it's trephus, if it's a suffix kasher treif, or whatever the element of, that's causing the issue, if you know that it's there, and every they're all in their place, and now you don't know which one of the people who are all in their place, what their status is, so you can't utilize roiv, it's exeris akasev, that's called kavua kamechsam, so you have this neighborhood, and you know that in this neighborhood, uh, some of the Johns and some of the the Joes are are descendants of the Sarasashvatan, but we don't know who is who. So that's Kavua. There's no parish. It's just there are some that and some that, and we just don't know which ones are which. So it's Kamaftal Mahtadami and it's a uh, Safik you have to according to this you would have to really be Khajish Minatara that it's from a Shah Now the underlying assumption of this Gemara is which the Gemara is gonna later challenge but the assumption of this Gemara is, is that you don't need to have a Jewish mother to be a Jew. Even if you have a Jewish father, you're also a Jew, though you are a mamzer. So the, this is, goes kind of hand in hand, according to Taisus at least, this goes hand in hand with what the Gemara had also assumed earlier. There is a machlaikis when, when a guy is ba on a bas Yisrael, so if a guy marries a Yiddish woman, what is the status of the child? We hold that the child is kasher. And it's the, the, the Goyish father is not as if he's non-existent and it's just, um, attributed to the, to the mother. But there is a Manda Omar that holds that no, that the child is a Mamzer. The, the fact that the father is a guy does have an effect on the child's status and the child's a Mamzer. So according to that opinion, says Tysus, the other way around also the two are b- both play a role, which means if it's a, uh, Goyish mother and a Jewish father, the Jewish father does play a role and has an effect on the Judaism of the child. The child is Jewish, but the child will be a Mamzer. So as uh, Tysus does point out, it goes against what is considered to be common knowledge because it's a number of Mishnayis that say that if you don't have a Jewish mother, you're not Jewish. Nevertheless, this is the, this opinion holds that they are Jewish and therefore it's a problem that these 
seemingly Goyim might be Jewish, and if they're Mekadosh a woman, you have to worry that she's Mekadoshes. So what are these neighborhoods that have that Sarasa Shvatim? So these are the places that Sancherev, when he was Maglo and he sent into Golos, the Sarasa Shvatim, these are the places that he put them. He, he re, uh, redistributed them. In Chalach, Chavar, Nargoizen, and Aramada. What are these places? Chalach was known in the time of the Gemara as Echilazen. Chavar was known as Chadaiv. Nargoizen, uh, Zu Ginzak, Varimada, Zu Chemdan, Vachavriseha, and their neighboring, Chavriseha means their neighboring, uh, communities, the suburbs. Vamrilazu, Niher, Vachavriseha, Niher, city of Niher, and its, uh, sub- suburbs. Vachavriseha, man, which suburbs are we referring to? So they, they knew which cities these were, and these were the ones that had these probable Asaras Shvatim descendants. And all of them have to be considered like the people there are apostle, and you can't marry any of them, you can't be Megayar any of them, and, you, and if they're Mekadosh, you have to worry that she's Mekadosh, according to this opinion. Now, when this was said in front of Shmuel, Amalai, he said the more, uh, what was considered the more standard approach, that Bincha Bamin Yisraelis Kari Bincha, a child that comes from a Jewish woman is considered the child of the father. In other words, so if a Jewish man marries a Jewish woman, then it can be considered his child, but in Bincha Bamin Kari Bincha, but if a Jewish man marries a Goyesh lady, the child, the son that comes from her is not your son, it's, it's only Misyachis, it's only attributed to the Goyesh woman, and it is not, uh, not considered Jewish at all. El it's only considered her child. So that, therefore, this whole issue is not an issue. Right? Dimar, okay, wait a second. That's not, the Sarasar Shvatim weren't just males. But Echabonis, there were some females too. And what about them? They, their children are going to remain Jewish, and their daughters are going to remain Jewish, and their daughters' daughters are going to remain Jewish, and so on and so forth. Your son of your daughter that married a guy. So being that she's Jewish, her son is going to be considered her son, and therefore your grandson. So ben bitcha habam and habikachavim, even though your grandson came from a Gaisha father, is still called your father, your son. Gemiri, so we have a, um, a messiah that the binza dahudar, the, the, the girls of that generation, they all were afflicted by some kind of something wrong with their uh, womb, and they were not able to have children. It's a really, it literally means it was cracked open. So it stopped, they, they lost their ability, they became infertile. Ekenami came, Risa came to Shmuel, or was said in front of Shmuel, Amalei, he said, the Chazal paid attention to these cities until they were able to establish that there were no more Jews left, uh, for however that well, it happened, but they came to the conclusion that whoever was Jewish already had disappeared, and now everybody who's left there was just going. They rebelled against Hashem, and they had children who were non-Jews, they were Zorim, they were strange to Judaism. He sat behind and he sat and he said, I see that Yisrael will make a yantiv, ki charvi tarmud, when tarmud gets destroyed. Why? Because tarmud was this uh, hotbed of people who were psulim, who were mamzerim, and it caused problems in yuchos, so when it gets destroyed and they all are gone, we're going to be in much better shape. What do you mean? It, it, it happened already. Sahu Tamud Havai. No, Tarmud wasn't destroyed, Tamud was destroyed. Ravashi Amr Hainu Tarmud Hani Tamud, those are the same places. But 
the problem was that Echpulihu de Michbel, it keeps on getting rebuilt. So, Chara Mihagisev, part of it gets destroyed, Oisim Mihagisev, they settle in the other half. Bichara Mihagisev, this part gets destroyed, Oisim Mihagisev, they settle in the other half. So, we can't get rid of them, and that's why we have a problem, and when they eventually dissipate, to disappear, that's when Kalasra will make a Yantiv. Yosef Rav Nunu Kameh, Ula, Rav Nunu was sitting in front of Ula, of Kahavi Bishmaita, and he was asking a lot of questions, and he was like, uh, horribing and learning. And Amr, Magavro, Magav, Gubre, so Ula said, look at this person, and look at his strength and Tyra. He loved Arpanya Masif, not that he, uh, that he was from the city of Arpanya, he would be so much greater, and as we, we, we would be able to recognize his greatness, but the problem is that he has a Yichus issue because he comes from Arpanya. So he was embarrassed. Rav Hamdun was embarrassed. Amalei, Sa'ula at that point asked him, Kesav Where do you have to pay your head tax to? So Amalei Lufumnara, I'm not considered a, a resident of, uh, of, of Arpanya. I pay taxes in, in, uh, to Pumnara. Amalei, and came in Pumnara. So if so, then your yichus is from Pumnara, and then there is no question on your yichus anymore. You're okay. My Arpanya, what is Arpanya? Amar of Zerah Harsha Kahakal Pinebay was called that because it meant this, this, this hill, or this mountain that all Psulim, that's where they go. It was a place for Psulim. Anybody who doesn't know his Yichus, who doesn't know his family, doesn't know where Shevet he's from, Nithlosham, that's where he goes because they're welcome there. Amar Rava Vihia Mukam it's even worse than Sha'al, which according to Rashi means Gehenim, and what he means is that when you come to go to Gehenim, you can come out. You can be, uh, eventually get clear of Gehenim, whereas from Amzeris you can never get free. Tyson says that Babel is called Sha'al. Babel is called the deep depth, uh, of places. So, Shanamra Miyat Sha'al Evdam, Mimav Zagalim, from Sha'al you can be redeemed and you can be saved from death, but Mi'ilu Psul but their Psul, there's nothing that can be done about it and it remains forever until they die out. The people who were apostle in Arpanya came there through Mishain. The Mishan people came there through Tarmid. So apparently this Tarmid problem just uh, changed locations. That started from the Avdeh If you have this large and small measuring uh, cup, which are, are uh, not accurate... Mingander va'azal Shaul, they, they roll to Shaul, they created one problem in Shaul, and Mishal Tarmid, and from Shaul created a problem to Tarmud, and Mitarmud, Lamishan, and Mishan, Arpanya, it ended up making a problem in Arpanya. Also, everybody, we learned through the first parak of Yavamas, Hadun al-Chamish Nashim, and we should be Zaycha, to finish the next 15 prakim. Mishan, parak base. Ketzad, Eya Eishes, Achiv, Shaloi, Hayo, Bailamai. How is the, what is the case of an Eishes, Achiv, Shaloi, Bailamai? Shnei the two brothers, and one of them died. And after one of them died, another brother was born. And then the second brother was Miabim, the first brother's wife. And then he died, brother number two. Harishaina, the first woman, which means the woman who was the wife of the brother number one. So lady, lady number one in this story is an she is Pater. And Vashen is Jim Sarasa, and the other wife of brother number two is, uh, Tsara Sarva, so she's Pater as well. Asaba Maimer, if all he did, if all brother number two was able to do to brother number one's wife, before he died, it was just Maimer, Umeis, and then he died, so then, so then it wasn't a true marriage, Minataira, so the second one isn't truly a Tzara, but she's enough of a Tzara that you can't be her, but you do have to do Chalitza. 
So when we refer to the woman in the story over here, the woman who's the and we say the brother, second brother died So we refer to in our Mishnah, we refer to the the woman who's the as the first one. So you can call her the first one, he says, and that's not a mistake. And you can call her the second one, and that's not a mistake. Why? So Mandatani Rishayna Lemishtavish, you can call her the first one, my Rishayna Rishayna Lenafila. We call her first because she was the first one to get involved in the Yibim story, because she was the wife of the first brother, then the first brother died first. Uh, so she was the first one to ever fall to Yibim. And then only later this, the other woman, uh, fell to Yibim. So, that's, uh, that's why she's called first. Or you could call her second. She's the second wife of the second brother. So she's the wife of the first brother. First brother died. Brother number two already had a wife, right? That's Sarah. And then he married this lady. So she's the second to get married. Now the Mara says, wait a second. You're making an assumption here. Who says that's true? Maybe brother number two didn't, wasn't married yet. He married lady number one from his brother, and then he married his second wife. So who told you that she's number two for the marriage? Maybe she's number one in marriage also. We don't mean that she's number two to get married. She, she, she got married second. No, we mean that she got married twice. She's her second marriage. She was married to brother one and brother two, so we can call her Shnir. So we can either call her first because she's the first Neifel, or we could call her two because she's the second. this is the second time she's getting married. What's the source in the Torah for the Petur of Eshazachav The Pasik says to when two brothers are, are living together and Yeshu teaches us they were alive at the same time. They were living in the same world at the same time and that's the only time you can have Yibum excluding a brother that was only born later they were, he did not, so didn't live in the same world as his dead brother, because he only uh, came on the scene after the brother died. So he's Eishes Avshalei Now this is it. We just ended the makar for Eishes Avshalei and what the Gemara is going to do now is darash in the rest of the pasuk, which has nothing to do with Eishes Avshalei So we're done. The source for for Eishes Avshalei is Yeshu. Now we're going to darash in the rest of the pasuk. Yachtav. Why does it say Yachtav together? Miuchadim Nachla means that they have to share Nachla. And that comes to exclude Prat Lachem and Aim that a brother that's only related through a mother, you share a mother, you don't share a father, you don't uh, yarsh in such a brother, and therefore he, there's no Yibum for an Achem and Aim. Rabbi Amr, no, you don't, this is not the source for Achem and Aim. Achem and Ha'av, Yalef, Achva, Achva, Bnei Yaakov. The way we know that Yibum only occurs to brothers that are related through the father is from Xer Shava, Achva, Acha, of Bnei Yaakov. This says over here, Kieshu Achem Yachtav, and by Bnei Yaakov, the Shvatim said, Anashem Achem Anachnu, where brothers as they told Yosef. So Malhalm and Av, the same way the brothers of the uh, of the sons of Yaakov Avinu were brothers only through the father, they did not share the same mother. Likewise, Yibam was only when they're brothers from the father and not from the mother. Why don't we instead learn um, from Arayis, like Ervis Eshes Sechicha? That that means achicha min aim. So it says achicha. So it doesn't say achim. It says achicha. But we should learn out from there that achim and haim are also considered a brother. So Mar says no. Done an achim mi achim. You dash. You make yizer shava the word achim from achim. Ve'in done an achim mi achicha. You don't make yizer shava achim from the word achicha. 
So the Mara says, since when is that a problem? So this is uh, regarding Nige Batim, where you have um, the, the whole bunch of Tukum over there. You remember the long, long Rashi's in Pashas Mitzara. And uh, the Gzair the, 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 the Shavah here comes to teach that uh, the second time a lot, uh, that the Nega reappears, you have to do Cholot, so Kites of you have to go through the whole process of removing the brick. So the, the, we learn it from Gzair Shavah, from the word Veshav and the word Uva. Now those are totally different words, right? Shav and Ba, but they just mean the same thing. The Kayan comes back. So therefore we can make Gzair Shavah. So you see, you can make Gzair Shavah if the terms mean the same thing, even if they're not the same word. So the Mar says, no, you do that, so you can make such a Gzair Shavah of different words with similar concepts if there is nothing closer. But, but if you have a word that's exactly the same, then obviously, you'll learn from the word that's exactly the same, and not from the one that's a similar concept, but not the same word. So that's why we learn Achim Achim, and not Achim from Mechicha. So the Mar says, okay, but why don't we learn out Achim Achim from Loit Dixiv, Kiyanashim Achim Anachnu, the, the, by, by Lloyd it says, Anoshim Achim Anachnu, then he's him and Avram Avinu, and they were not brothers, they were, uh, nephew, uh, uh uncle and a nephew. It makes more sense we should learn out from the sons of Yaakov, Mishim de Mifni, because that's the totally extra word when it says Achim. Um, it could have just said, as it does say, the twelve, uh, twelve, the twelve are your servants, the son of our father. So once it says that, it's obvious they are brothers. So why does it have to say It's totally extra and it's coming to be machna that you should learn from it. That brothers mean from the father. Okay, so now we have achim and now we have yachtav. So why do we need both? He just said that the limud from is is going to be from Achim. So Israel Achim. We still need Achim to teach me that it's Achim and Ha'av. Israel Yachtav, and we need Yachtav also to teach me something about Yibum. What is it? Similar thing. The Ika Asarachman Achim. If we just say Achim, Hava Milna Neilav Achva Achva Milay. We would still think that you should learn out Achva Achva Milay. I. We just said that's not true. We just said that the reason why we learned from Yaakov is because Yaakov is Mifni and Lloyd is not Mifni, not extra. The Mars says no. Lai Mifni, you're gonna say it's not Mifni? No lie, it's not true. Mifni, Mifni, it is extra. It could have just said we are friends. And instead it says we're brothers. It's coming to teach you something about brotherhood, that an uncle and a, and a nephew could be called brothers. So, that's why it has to say, So it's not coming to tell you that, like the Marbi said before, to exclude Achim and Aim. That we don't really need a Pasik for, but we do need a Pasik to limit in the kind of uh, Achva that has Nachla, which is, could be a nephew too, so we're saying, no, nephew is not close enough, it has to be Miyuchadam and Nachla, two brothers that actually are Yerush, the same kind of Yerusha, which are two brothers Mena'av, not an uncle and a nephew. That's why we need Yachtav. Ikaz Rechman of Yachtav would have just said Yachtav to teach you that they both have to be people who can Yarshan equally, so that would exclude Achim and Haim anyway, and it would exclude a nephew. Why do you have to have Achim? Havaminadibmiyachtiyabavimu had thought that you have to go a step further, that they have both, they share a father and a mother to do Yibam. Tzricha. Frekti Since when would we have thought that you need a father and a mother to share a father and a mother? Ha'yibam. The Torah says Yibum depends on on uh, the ability to to Yarshin. It's Nachla. How do we know? Because it says Yakum Al Shem Achim Hames, and that means that he gets Nachla. Right, that when the brother, when you do Yibum, you get his Nachla. So we know it's totally in, in Nachla. Nachla Menav Eleven Amen. We know that you only Yarshin if it's a relationship through the father, not through the mother. 
So why would we think you would need both father and mother relationship? So the fact is that Yuvan is a big Chiddush. We're allowing someone to marry his brother's wife, who is normally an Arva. You need such a strong relationship, a powerful, super-duper relationship, that you should be a brother both from the father and from the mother. So it's not from the Nachla angle, it's from the Erva angle. To be matured, you need to be a strong relationship. That's why you need it. So now, why do we need these two psukim? So we need Yachtav to tell you that it needs to be the kind of relationship that has Yerusha together, which is the Achim Min Ha'av, and not an uncle and a nephew, and not Achim Min Ha'av, anyway, no, no, not. But in any case, that's why it has to be Achim Min Ha'av. And Yachtav says that it's enough that they yarshan each other. You don't need that they should be um, a father... I'm sorry, uh, I said that wrong. Yachtav is, is a, it means two brothers, Minaav, and it doesn't, doesn't, and excludes a nephew. And Achim teaches you that it's enough that they're related to the father, they don't have to be related to the mother as well. Okay. Amrav Huna, whole new Shemeris Yabam Shemesa. So if some, a woman was nefully even for you, so you, the brother died and his wife was nefully even to, uh, to the other brother, so she's a Shemeris Yabam. So then she died. She died. Mutter be you let her marry her mother. So normally a woman's mother is an erva, right? Isha Bita, you know, I marry a woman and her mother. But here she was a Shemeshab and she died, so the relationship is gone, so you can marry her mother. Now normally when you marry a woman, you can never marry her mother, even after she dies or you divorce her. You can't still can't marry her mother. Once her mother becomes an erva, it's forever. But here, when the Shemeris Yabam dies, this is some kind of an anomaly. While she's alive, you can't marry the mother. But when she's dead, you could marry the mother. So the Gemara initially explains this. Alma Kasavra and Zika must be he holds and Zika. What's Zika? Zika is the question is what's the status of this situation when a woman falls leave him? Is that considered she's your wife? At least a little bit? And if she's your wife a little bit, then all that arise or us. If she's your wife, you can't marry her mother. So he must hold Ein Zika, because if he would hold Yeh Zika, then this woman, the Shemar Yab, would have been considered married to you, and when he di- when she dies, you wouldn't be able to marry her mother either. It must be Ein Zika. Now, if it's Ein Zika, so then why can't you marry her mother even while she's alive? So we'll see that soon. But in any case, Alma Kusava Ein Zika, he must hold Ein Zika, and that's why you're allowed to marry the mother after she dies. So let him just say that Allah is like the Manda Amar Zika, because it's going to be a Machlaikis later on. So the Gemara says, um, if you would have said that, I would have thought, you know when it's saying Zika, when there's more than one brother. Because being that this woman can marry, it can be misyabim by any of the brothers, so that's why there's no real relationship between them, because a woman can't be married to more than one man, so therefore, conversely, she's married to no one. So, how do you believe betray? But if there be only one brother, maybe there is Zika. So that's why he has to say no, that even by one there's no Zika. So, still, we could have clarified that I hold in Zika even when there's only one brother. I would have thought that is, uh, me, then, then you're even allowed to marry her mother while she's still alive, because the in Zika, like we just said, essentially should mean that she's not married to you at all, and you can marry her mother even while she's around. So, um, so the Gemara says that's why that you could only do it after 
she dies, but not while she's still alive, but for a whole different reason, not because of her rise, but Mishim Da'asla Vatal Mitzvah If you were to marry the mother, then she would turn, your, your Shemesh Yavim would turn into an Erva. She's now the daughter of your, uh, of your wife, right? She's, uh, she's Basishtai. So you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to marry someone who will turn the Yibum, who, who will be Mavatal Yibum. So until you take care of the Yibum issue, either Bachalitz or Yibum, you can't marry the mother. But once that's taken care of, then you could so zok the gemara writer tznan yivimta shemesa motu bachoisa. If the yivimta the shemesa yavam dies, you're allowed to marry her sister. So it sounds like bachoisa and behimalai. You're allowed to marry her sister, but not her mother, because a sister you could always marry, right? When, even a person's wife. That's the one one of the uh, rare exceptions that when after death. It's mutter, that's, uh, that's a chay So, of course, if even you were, you literally married her, you'd, allowed, you'd be allowed to marry her sister after she dies. So certainly, if she's only a Yivama, you can marry her sister after she dies. But by the fact that we choose that particular erva of a chay it sounds like a mother, you would not be able to. Samara so says, no. Who had uh, who had Really, you'd be able to marry the mother too after she dies. Being that the Reisha is talking about a wife, and a wife, Ishtaka, you're only allowed to marry her sister after she dies. Because that's an Issa Deraisa, that's a real Erva, that's regular Isha Bita, which remains even after the woman dies. So, therefore, in the Seifa Beshemarasiyab, also we just said Mutter Bachaisa, even though they're technically would be Mutter and her mother as well. Have a wonderful week.